Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. <laughs> I've been waiting quite a few weeks to do this. Actually, I wasn't going to do this until like next week, but so much has happened in the past six weeks, maybe two months, since I've done a podcast that I can't take it. My head's going to fucking explode. <laughs> I got I, I to gotta get all this out. There's so much going on. The first thing I'm going to do is bring on my guest. I have a guest. And then uh, we're going to get into it. And the first thing I'm going to discuss right off the bat, just to get it out of the way, is what's going on in the e-liquid industry. What's going on in the vaping industry? What's going on with PMTA? What's going on with everything that's coming up? Let me tell you what's going on. I'm going to bring on my guest, but before I bring on, I just want to say this real quick. Let me tell you what's going on. The e-liquid industry is eating its own. It's crazy what's going on. It is the most hypocritical, insane thing I've ever seen in my life that's going on right now. I can't believe I'm disgusted by the e-liquid industry and what they're doing. And just by the whole industry in general. Let me explain something. I've been in this industry 11 years. 11 years. Okay? And I've seen a lot of things. I've never seen it as bad as this. And let me tell you something. You small little companies, the little ones, they don't give a fuck about you. And I'll explain why. And I'll explain what you need to do so people do give a fuck about you. But first, <laughs> let me bring on Sarah. I got to calm down. I get all excited over this stuff. Where is she? There she is. Let's turn Sarah down a little bit. In fact, just to give myself a break, I'm going to bring Sarah on, and now I'm going to play you something that's quite amazing. Hang on. Hi, Sarah. Where is she? There she is. Hello? Sarah, can you hear me? <laughs> I don't think Sarah can hear me. Hang on a second. Can you hear me, Sarah? I don't know where Sarah is. She's on here, but I can't hear her. There must be something wrong. Uh, there she goes. She says, hang on. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know what? I haven't turned on Skype in quite a while. And now it's really cool. When they send a message, the whole Skype pops up and it shows the message. You don't have to, like, go back. or That's pretty cool. Skype has come a long way. I haven't used Skype in quite a while. Anyway, um, I don't know. Can you hear me, Sarah? I mean, is or you can't hear. I can't hear anything. It's like nothing's going on. I can bring... Hang on. Oh, you can hear me, so I just can't hear you. Yeah, you just got to go in your settings, your audio settings, and um, change the uh, change it to the mic that you're using, whatever mic that you're using. On the lower right-hand corner, there's an audio settings thing. Because if you can hear me now, it's just your mic. Uh, but that's good you can hear me. So while she's working on that, in fact, while she's working on that, well, I'm going to wait to play this until she comes on. But I'll explain this while she's working on that because she can hear me. And she'll get her mic working. If you can't get it working, Sarah, I can bring you on over Facebook Messenger like we talked about before. That's easy. I can do that. But it's up to you. But anyway, so I want to get into this real quick because a lot of small businesses are wondering about this. So here's what's happening for you small businesses, okay? The, and I'm talking about the small e-liquid companies. I'm not talking about the ones that are making a few million a year that are filing their PMTAs and all this other uh, oh, she wants to try Messenger. Hang on. Okay. We can, uh, we can do that, I think. 
<laughs> I don't know if we could do that, but I'll try. Um, and I didn't turn on the phone lines either because I really don't want to take calls today. My next podcast, I'll take calls. If people want to argue with me and fight with me about what I'm about to say, I'll take calls during my next podcast. That's fine. I'm not concerned about it. I'm not doing it right now, though. Hang on. I'm seeing if I can bring her on over, uh, over the Facebook. Because I'd really like to have Sarah come on for this. I think this is going to be really good. If she can't, she can't, but I'm going to try. Um, yeah, that's not going to work. Okay, hang on. Let me bring her on over this way. We'll just have to do it like this, ladies and gentlemen. So anyway, let me bring her on over here. She's not going to be able to hear the audio probably, but I don't know. It is what it is. Okay, so um, let's see. Let's do it like this. Let's see if we can bring her on. I know it's going to bring her on. I just hope everybody can hear her. All right. And then if she can hear this, I'm going to play a tape of a cop losing it. That's really crazy. crazy. Sarah, yeah. hi. Hey, Kevin. Can you hear me? I can. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm that's so good. sorry about that. No, no, that's okay. Now, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear audio that I'm playing. Like, here, hang on. Who the fuck do you think you are? Worried about what I'm doing. Can you hear that? Yes. Oh, oh, you can. Good. Okay. Okay. Good. So this is fine. So I'll keep you on this way. So um, Sarah's with us. Thank you for coming on, Sarah. I really appreciate it. For those of you that don't know real quick, Sarah is somebody that follows me on Facebook. I'm not sure how she ended up following me on Facebook. Did you vape? Have you ever vaped? Is that is that how? Yeah, actually, I was in the vape industry for a little bit. I had a client um, in the vape industry, and we have been working on, like, a national marketing campaign. Okay, okay, so that's, yeah. how, you, so that's how you came across me. Because I, yeah. started, I started seeing you on Facebook, and mm -hmm. um, I, know, I noticed that, you know, you've been uh, – she, she kind of does, like, a blog-style thing. She puts out – you know, she's – putting herself out there she's putting like certain news stories out there she finds interesting she's putting out things about herself i do want to say number one before i even get to anything you have like perf you have like perfect teeth i don't know oh, they're, they're, they're perfect like very few people have perfectly white and shaped teeth you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah, i really appreciate that <laughs> i mean they're they're very rare you know yeah. who else who else has very good teeth is zofie zofie vapes has like perfect teeth i mean they're like yours they're like not too white not too dark perfectly shaped anyway so I, I, i've been noticing you on facebook and she's starting to post a lot of things and she posted a news story the other day about the la latest shooting that happened that I'll get into later that is very interesting because I agree with her opinion on it. But I wanted to bring Sarah on because I think she'd be good. It, it, you know, everybody knows it's good that I have somebody to listen and get a different perspective, especially a female perspective on a lot of the stuff that's going on. But I'm glad that you understand the vape industry because I, I do have to go through this. And you'll probably understand. Are you still involved in the vape industry or no? You're out. Yeah, I've since um, taken a step back. Right. Well, that's good. Um, yeah. You don't want to be a part of this industry right now. It, it, it's yeah. a wrap. <laughs> it's looking rough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, okay. So, so just so you understand, because you'll find this fascinating, Sarah. So this this is what's happened, and this is why the small businesses are where they are now. So, back in about I say 2014, uh, you know, 2015. Actually, it's about 2015. We had learned that we would have to submit anything that we were selling to the FDA to be able to stay on the market. So your product, your product had to be on the market prior to August of 2016. If it was, 
then you could submit it to the FDA. You have to submit like, you know, what it is, ingredients, everything, blah, blah, blah. So they have you on record. It didn't cost anything. You just had to submit stuff. So that's what all the companies did that were in business prior to then. Now, at that same time in 2016, summer of 2016, four years ago, Saltniks started coming on the scene. They all of a sudden started popping up. Solus was the first. To be honest, Solus is the only Saltnik company I know that was legally on the market prior to August of 2016. There's others that claim they were, but they were not. But I'm not going to get into that. So anyway, Saltnik started popping up, right? So... It got very popular, as you know, right? Everybody wanted these salt nicks. I mean, hell, Jewel's big. Everybody's going nuts over salt nicks. The problem was the e-liquid industry wasn't allowed to make them or put anything out. We weren't allowed to produce any new stuff. We could only sell what was existing. And salts were killing it. They were killing regular e-liquid in sales. I mean, (laughs) they blew up. So... What the e-liquid industry back then did was they were condemning these companies, like telling stores, don't buy from them. They're not legal. They're not registered with the FDA. Don't buy from them, right? Like stay away from them. They're bad for the industry. We don't need to be supporting them, blah, blah, blah. You know what? Stores didn't care, Sarah, because at the end of the day, they want to make money. And that's what's selling. So they're like, whatever, we're going to sell salts. So then the e-liquid industry did a complete 180-degree reversal and they started selling them themselves. And everyone was like, well, what, what do you mean? You're selling them now? I thought we weren't supposed to buy these. They were bad. Their response was, well, you know what? If you want advocacy to keep on going, someone has to fund it. So we need to make that money so we can pay for advocacy. So it's either, you know. So in other words, they're saying, okay, fine. We, we quit. We're going to sell them too. So now they started selling salts, right? So now everybody's selling, not everybody, most everybody is selling illegal black market salt nicks because they're not supposed to be on the market. They're illegal. They're black market. All of them were doing it. I wasn't doing it, Sarah. Never did it with my company once, but they all were, right? So now they're selling these these salt nicks. They're making tons of money. So now what they've done with the money they made off the salt nicks is they've invested it into filing PMTAs so that they can stay on the market, right? So now they're filing PMTAs so they can stay on the market. They made all this money from the salt nicks so they can do it. And now what they're doing, here's what they have the nerve to do. Now what they're doing is now they're saying that since we have PMTAs or, or we're, we're applying for them and we can stay on the market, they're now condemning any company that doesn't have a PMTA and even encouraging the FDA to create a list of companies who filed for a PMTA so we'll know which ones didn't so we can shun them. Are you fucking kidding me? These motherfuckers sold illegal black market products to make the money to pay for the PMTA process so that it gets, so that it gets down the market. And now they're going to condemn other people that can't afford it and stay on the market? Right. What? What kind of fucking shit is that? That's bullshit. And I'll tell you who's suffering, Sarah. Me and the little companies are suffering because they're selling us out. They're going, we don't give a fuck if you can't make the PMTA. Fuck you. We've worked hard to make all this money. Worked hard. You sold illegal black market products, and now you're going to condemn somebody for selling it now because you got to file a PMTA when that's how you made your money selling illegal shit? Are you fucking kidding me? That's why it's good. You got out of the vape industry because they're nuts. 
The people are fucking, they are, they're nuts. Yeah, the politics involved is just is too much for me. <laughs> I mean, it's absolutely crazy. So now what's happening is, is you have companies that are selling, um, essentially selling PMTA. So they'll, for a certain amount of money, they'll fill out just the basics you need to like keep you on the market maybe a year or two and then that's it. Or they're actually, you know, doing the best to really put through these real PMTAs. So fine, they're putting through these PMTAs, but the small companies can't afford it. Number one, they don't know what they don't know what to do. They don't they don't have the funds. They don't know how to do it if they had the they just don't have the money to spend a hundred grand or whatever it is, a million, on filing basic PMTAs. So we're the, the we're the ones that are going to all be out of business because we can't even file. We can't do anything. And they say as of September 9th, we're all out of business. And these bigger illiquid companies, they don't care. The bigger illiquid companies don't care. They don't care because they want the market. They're like, good, go away, all you fucks. We should get the market because we're the ones that have been working all these years to save the money and pay for it. Yeah, selling illegal shit. <laughs> I mean, come on. What kind of fucking industry is this? So all the little guys that thousands of people depend on across the country that mostly sell online, they're fucked. And the industry doesn't care. Advocacy doesn't care because, honestly, they're not paying their bills. These bigger guys are. The bigger liquor companies are paying their bills, not the smaller ones. So they don't give a fuck what happens to, to all the smaller ones. And the smaller ones are the ones that are going to die, the ones that need that money to pay their mortgages and support their families. Those are the ones getting fucked. And the e-liquid industry is going to help fuck them by encouraging the FDA to create a list to show that they don't have a PMT file, so they shouldn't be on the market. How fucked is What happened to getting people off cigarettes? Hey, we're about getting people off cigarettes. No, it's not. It's not about getting people off cigarettes. It's all about money. Scumbag fucking money. I'm going to get into on another podcast. I will take calls and I will go into this, this whole diatribe on what's going on. But I do want to say for the small businesses, and Sarah, listen to this closely because I think you'll agree with me. I think you understand. The smaller businesses are going, what can we do? Nobody's listening to us. What can we do? Here's what you do. And I think Sarah will agree. The, the most powerful thing that you can do is have someone see your situation, okay? All these anti-vape people think that this is all big tobacco money and they're just trying to get kids hooked on nicotine and all this bullshit. They, they don't understand that there's a mom and pop business being run out of little retail shops or people's homes for that matter that are in this industry and selling and making. They don't understand that. They don't know that exists because they're being told it's all big tobacco, billions of dollars, get kids hooked on nicotine. That's all they know. So here's my idea. If you have a small business, let's say you're one of those guys that has an e-liquid company, you you know you, you have it made in a lab, you're shipping it out of a retail location, maybe shipping it out of your home, wherever you're shipping, it doesn't matter. Make a video and show everybody who you are. Say, hi, my name is Bob. This is my wife. These are my children. This is our home. Explain to them what you do, what you sell. Explain to them, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not big tobacco. We're just a little family that runs a little small family business. That's all we are. And this is what we sell. And this is who we sell to. And the government's trying to shut me down. You need videos. People need to see it. Absolutely. Right? They need, they need to yeah. see it. Tweeting it, Facebooking it. No, they need to see it. So then they have emotion attached. They go, oh my God, I feel terrible. I don't want to see them go out of business. I mean, you know, you have to do that. I'm going to do it. Others need to do it. That's what you need to do to start with saving your business and keep in business. 
there's a current executive order that prevents the president of the United States, that, that the executive order, the president said that no federal industry, no federal government can shut anything down. You, they can't shut you down. There's an executive order preventing the FDA from closing you down. They have to follow it. They have to follow it. So don't worry. You're not going to be shut down. They're not going to come to your business on September 10th and go, shut down. It's not going to happen. Stay open. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> don't stop. Don't stop. If the government contacts you, say, go ask Donald Trump. You can't shut me down. And when you supply me with a way to file a PMTA that's affordable like you promised, then we'll talk. That's what you do. Um, again, I'm going to have a whole other podcast with a bunch of small business people on to do the whole thing. We'll go through all that. I just want to get that out there now. There's other things I want to discuss. I'm going to do another podcast next week. I promise next week I'll do another podcast, but I have Sarah on, and there's so many things I want to get to, and I'll take calls and do everything. But, I'll, but that's what you guys need to do. Put your videos out there. Stay in business. Executive order. Do not file anything on that furls. I know the FDA is saying, well, if you can't file a PMTA, then file as to why you can't. No, 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 don't do that. You want to know why? Because they're going to get that letter and they're going to, within weeks, they'll get it and they'll go, okay, then you got to come off the market until we can figure something out. You're better off just going for it. Just go, keep on selling. <laughs> there's, there's no enforcement right now. They have 12 enforcement officers for the entire agency. How are 12 enforcement officers going to stop 10,000 businesses. It's not going to happen. Keep on going. Something no, will happen. Like yeah, something will be worked out. Keep on going and put your story out there. That's so important on video so people can see. There's nothing more powerful than seeing it. Hearing it, reading it, nah, you got to see it. You got to see it. Now, I'm going to get on other stuff. Here in Connecticut, Sarah, this happened a couple months ago, and I can't believe this got on the internet. There was a guy in Connecticut driving down the street, right? Yep. Had some weed in his car. Whatever. He is a patient, mind you. He's a, he is a dispensary patient, so he had some weed in his car. And he apparently passed by a cop and, like, gestured at him and yelled at him. So this cop saw this guy driving by, gesturing at him and yelling at him. So the cop gets in his car, pulls the guy over. Is that okay. a crime? Is that like a crime? I'm just well, you're about to hear. So, so, the, so this is the whole interaction of the cop. This is the cop walking up to the car. And the first thing out of the guy, you, you'll hear everything. This guy put his cell phone on his, on his uh, rested it on his uh, seat. So he recorded the whole thing. A lot of it happens outside of the car. But this is real. This is a Connecticut State Trooper who was let go, by the way, because of this. Going off on this guy. Who he just pulled over for gesturing at him. Hey, can I just ask you why you're riding their butt like that and speeding, man? I'm running his license plate because everybody yeah. else is speeding. Why are you speeding? I was only going 60. Speed limit's 40. Okay. Now you now you hear the guy, this guy saying he's only doing 60 and the guy saying speed limit's 40. So, yeah. okay, here we go. Signs. Okay. Bye-bye. Do All right. a favor. Oh, give me the weed, too. No, I, I have a oh, 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 yeah, I have no a medical shit. marijuana card. Step out. I have a card. Step out. All right, all right, stop, man. You want to fucking run your mouth? No problem. You came to the right guy. Step out. All Come right, on. all right, stop. Come on. Stop. 
Fun fact. Can we sharp? No, sir. Where's the marijuana? I have it in my car, but I have Where's a weed part? part. I have a weed part. Just feed a part. Right now, you're just being detained. You're not under arrest. All right. See, the blue car yeah, which one? was tailing me yeah. while I was pacing a tractor trailer looking for a motor vehicle violation because okay. the governor's office has gotten multiple complaints yeah. on traffic stops. I know. Okay? I know that. So we're out doing our thing. Okay. He decides to pass me and flip me off! All right? So who the fuck do you think you are worrying about what I'm doing? Okay. You're right. I know I'm right, God damn it! Everyone's got something to fucking say! Mind your own goddamn business! <laughs> You're fucking speeding! How about I start with that? No shit! I was following that kid for a reason! And if you hadn't done that fucking stupid stunt, I'd be with him right now! But no! You just couldn't leave it alone, could you? You had to be a fucking American! <laughs> <laughs> God help you if there's anything illegal in this car. Is it in the original dispensary container? What? It's broken. Is it in the original dispensary container? No. Then you're fucked! How's that sound? No shit! Mind your own fucking business next time! Yeah, it's called shut the fuck up! I was driving along, I was gonna head to a simple citation that I keep, but no! You gotta be. Just couldn't fucking shut your mouth. Where are you going anyway? Where do you work? Where? It's called the American Hulk. What's that? It's a paper? Yeah, you know, like the liquor bottles and stuff that the, the shit comes in, like the trays. I promise you, I only have weed in the car. Honest to goodness. And it's all right here in my club box right here. You ever heard of what a heat seeker is? A heat seeker is something that draws attention to itself. Heat seeking missiles, they go for the heat. Shut the fuck down, did I tell you to move? <laughs> Why am I speed? I'm doing my fucking job. Connecticut General Statute 14-298 allows law enforcement officers to disregard the traffic laws in the performance of their duties. How the fuck am I gonna catch a speeder if I'm not speeding? <laughs> you like your job at NASA with physics? Where do you want this to get trashed? I can I can tell. I don't want to get ruined. Unfucking believable. It just never fucking ends in this fucking job. I got 14 months. I can't fucking wait to be done. This ought to tell you why our department instead of having 1300 as 850 right now. There's a fucking clue to the public. What a bunch of assholes you are. <laughs> He's throwing his shit all around. <laughs> He's going through his car and throwing his shit all around. Right there. You want it on paper or not? Is it in the original dispensary container? No shit. <laughs> Turn around.
and he, he goes and he let it, and he let him go. He let him go. He just got. <laughs> And he actually filmed himself driving away because he was so scared. You know, I can't, as crazy as that is, okay, police office, and and this happened just a few months ago, in the height of defund the police, okay? This guy's already had enough. Now he's got to deal with this fucking knucklehead. This (laughs) He lost it. He lost it. And And it's on video. How great is that? I mean, the guy, he ended up getting fired, but, um, and he was going to retire as you heard in 14 months anyway, but he lost it. He had enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Can you imagine yeah. getting pulled over and that happening? I mean, I don't even know, like, you know, that's insane. I would be, I would be shaking. <laughs> yeah, you'd be I'm scared. Terrified. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. You'd be scared out of your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, like, that is an abuse of power. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. And, he, and he, in all fairness, he was fired. But, um, oh, my God. I mean, it, it's, he just happened. To, that was just the day that this guy lost it, and it's on the Internet. Well, I don't know if it's on the Internet now, but it was on the Internet. Um, absolutely insane. And that's the other thing, too. You know, we're screaming to fund the police. You know, here I'm in Connecticut, Sarah, okay? They, right. was, they were screaming to fund the police, to fund the police. So what did they do here? They defunded the police. Now, yesterday, the head of the police union came out and said, we have zero confidence in our governor, in Ned Lamont. And people are on an uproar now. Well, of course they said that because he defunded them. He just didn't call it defunding the police. He called it... Um, I don't know. He came up with another clever name, but it was defunding the police. I mean, that's what it was. Let's be real. Um, so now people in Connecticut are freaked out because the and honestly, Sarah, the police really don't even care here anymore. I I I I was on my fucking bike. I blew by a cop. I was probably doing a hundred. I thought I'm fucked. Didn't even budge. Didn't even move. They don't care anymore. They just you know here they're just beat up. They don't care. That's scary shit, you know. There, there, there needs to, something needs to be done, but not what they're doing. Not what they're doing needs to be done. That that, that people don't understand. I mean, am I wrong here? Are you for this to fund the police? Because I don't think you would be. I don't, I don't. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't really know what I want to see. Like at this point, the idea. I saw this this bumper sticker the other day that said. Defund or like decriminalize all nonviolent crimes. Yeah. And my friend and I got talking about that. I was like, we do police a lot. Like, we do criminalize the common citizen before, like, they've ever gotten a chance to really live their life, right? So I do feel like, in a lot of ways, there is too much policing, but I do. And I also think people are better than what we're made to believe, right? I almost feel feel like that is like a fear tactic that we're made to believe or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we're made to believe our neighbor might come and murder us or we need, you know, it, it becomes a dependency. So right. I don't know. It's, it's an, it, I don't really know what I believe at this point. It's very well, hard to make a decision. Well, it's tough. Okay, so... Right, to, to, to preface on what you just said, for example, um, drug crimes. 
I don't feel that somebody who's hooked on coke and keeps on getting arrested for coke should be thrown in jail every time. That does nothing. They get right out, they do it again. That doesn't solve the problem. I think we have to have a different answer for drug cases. Absolutely. Um, because jail doesn't work. That's obvious. Um, yes, there's. I think there are certain things that really don't need jail policing. They need more uh, therapy or rehab or mental health. You have people who are very, very mentally ill committing some stupid crimes. You keep right. on throwing them in jail. That's not happening. If you if you say, okay, we're going to put you away for 90 days, and that's your sentence, at least they're getting fucking help. They're getting psychological help, maybe meds, whatever they need. I mean, that. yes, I agree. There are some things that you shouldn't have to go to jail for. There should be other options for. Right. Um, the thing, though, is, is like two months or three months ago, I see every housewife around here and in the town I fucking live in screaming to fund the police, and then two weeks ago, they're screaming about fireworks going off and why aren't the police showing up? Right. I mean, that, right. it's like they don't understand. It's like, it's like, what? What are you? Are you kidding me? I mean, you know, people want the police for these simple, stupid things, and they don't understand by the, by defunding the police, that's gone. The police will be there, of course, for certain things. But you know, for example, we have driving around at night and making sure. No, well, that's gone. You're not gonna have funding for that anymore. Um, that's you know, and people want that. And, and defunding the word defund was a mistake to begin with. Defund was a stupid thing to say. Defunding the police. They should have never used that term. They could have probably got more traction on it if they didn't say the word defund. That just sounded so bad. Um, but I don't know. A lot of these uh, these these Democrat things are. I don't know. It, it's just crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Defunding the police. But and and, and I personally don't agree with it. And and what's amazing. Well, I, I, in contrast, I guess, to what I previously stated, my other thought would be that we put more money into the police, but we would have to change our tactics entirely. Like, there has to be more money put into it with the intention of having more training and more educating. Like, right. I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, yes. it, it's, it's hard to say because... When people say defund the police, what they really want is just less. I don't think anybody really truly means what they're saying, and maybe I'm reading that entirely wrong, but what I think they're trying to say is that they just want less police force, right? Nobody, I, I mean, you'd have to be insane to actually not want any police force. I mean, maybe I'm wrong there. Well, but. I, well, but you say that, Sarah, but there are people that don't want any police force, and to me, well, not to me. The fact that people don't want police force, I would imagine the people that are committing crimes. They don't want police. Right. right. <laughs> right? Absolutely. No, like that's, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of craziness going on. Right. Which is insane. So, you know, I, it, it was just a mistake. And the funny thing is I would think that at this point in my life, I would be for defunding. I am not a fan of the police. Right. I was mis I was mistreated by the police. I had a very, very bad experience. One thing that bothered me in these past few months I haven't got to talk about since I did my podcast last time was all this talk of the police and and um, uh, how terrible they are to black people and, and they mistreat and they're, it's just black people. It's always the police and the, are mistreating the black people and that's it and that's the problem. That's the biggest problem. No, no, no. There's another problem, okay? There's another problem with police. It Police, and I've been through this, mistreat poor people. They mistreat people who know can't do anything. Absolutely. Okay. It's not just about yeah. It's not just about your skin color. 
It's also, and, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of poor people out there that living, there's a lot of white people that live in ghettos that are poor that get just as mistreated as the blacks there do or the Hispanics or anybody else. They're all mistreated equally. Um, and I know this because years and years ago, I, I didn't have a lot of money. I lived, I didn't, I didn't really live in a bad neighborhood. Well, I did. I, my town's not a bad town. But the the part, this little center part where these little apartments are, that's like known as like not the best place of town. But whatever. Anyway, it's where people who can't really afford to buy anything else live. And when I was in my 20s, it's all I could afford because I didn't have a whole lot of money and I was a fuck up. So I lived there. And the police around here knew that I lived there. They knew who I was. It's a small town. They knew where I worked. And they knew that they could fuck with me. And there's nothing I would be able to do about it because I didn't have the money to get a lawyer. I didn't have the money to pay fines. I didn't really I, I was, you know, if I'm living in those apartments, I must have nobody really. And at the time, I really did. I had nobody in my life. Um, and they knew that they could do things to me and get away with it. And they did. And they got away with it. And I know what it's like to have a police officer rip you out of your car, throw you on the ground, step on you. Um, get physical with you, not read your rights. Um, I've had three police officers tell me to strip down to my underwear and laugh at me. I've, I, 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 and, and let me tell you something. I had a police officer pull me over one time. I'll never forget this. He was a black police officer. He pulled me over. He was checking my stuff and he was saying that I ran a stop sign and I'm like, I don't think I did, sir, but you know, I'm being as respectful as I can. And he looks at my license. He looks at me. He says, Hey boy, he says, I'm looking at your address, and it looks like from your address, you couldn't afford to get a ticket now, could you, boy? Now, what I wanted to say was, go fuck yourself. Give me the ticket, you piece of shit. But no. I had to shut up. I had to sit there. Uh, you're right, sir. You're right. Agree with him. Feel like a piece of shit for agreeing with him. Hate myself. Hate myself for it. I've had them show up at my house, just knock on my door, trying to catch me doing something wrong. Just knock at my door, like, oh, my God. The anger, I get it. I get the anger that's there when you're, I was falsely arrested. I, I, had, I had a guy tell me that if I didn't go out and do marijuana buys from a cop that he was going to fucking take my kid away and ruin my life. I didn't want to yeah. get into what they did. They fucked me so bad. So I know the anger. I know you just want to stab them and fucking shoot them and see them all die. I get that anger. I felt that anger when that happened to me. I, so I totally understand it. But the answer isn't, let's get rid of the police. That, I don't even think that. That's not the answer. That is not the answer. Defunding the police, getting rid of the police. They need to be retrained, like Sarah said. We need to do things differently. But defunding it is not it. And losing our police is not it. And I get the anger a lot of these people that have been mistreated by the police felt because I was mistreated by them for a couple years. So much they almost ran me out of town. It was frightening. They pulled me over one time, Sarah, and told me, get out of my car, ripped everything out of my car, threw it all over the fucking street, and then just took off. Right. You know how scary that is? I'm like, are they going to shoot me? Are they going to? And after that happens, I just want to fucking kill them all. I get the anger. So don't tell me I don't understand the anger, America. You don't get it because you're not black. Fuck you, I get it. Because I had it happen to me, too. I've been mistreated by police. I get your anger. I do. But taking police away, that's not the answer. Sarah's right. We need restructuring. We need relearning. We need we need something new, but not if not even more funding to 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 fix it. We just got to fix. It's a little bit broken. It has been. We got to fix it. And pretty much ever since people got cell phones with cameras now, it's just 
you know, it's it's over. They really can't get away with anything anymore. <laughs> they can't get away with anything anymore. Everybody's filming everything. Um, they're having to wear cameras now now themselves, which is crazy. But that's not the answer. And before we condemn the police for this latest shooting, who was what was the guy's name? It was uh, um, damn it, the latest guy that just got shot seven times. Jacob Blake. Yes. Um, you know, we're, we're going off already on the, on the police for what they did. And, and let me tell you something. And, and this is another reason why I had Sarah on. Sarah had made a post about the shooting. And she made a point, and you got a lot of flack for it, but I think all these people are wrong. She made a point. She said, if the police officer wanted to really kill this guy, okay, and he, he would be dead. He'd be dead. It's that simple. Two shots, one shot, the guy could have been dead. Absolutely. The police officer wasn't shooting him to kill him. He was shooting him to stop him. Now, think about it. Sarah made a point. I agree with her. She, he shot him seven times, and the guy lived. Think about that. It's, I don't think it's that easy to shoot someone seven times. They look, he, he sh- In the proximity, like, he missed three of those shots first off, and then four of them. There's still the probability of shooting four bullets in the back of somebody within that proximity and the guy living yeah. is very small. It's very small. So for me to believe that like, there's really only two options. Like Jacob Blake either got extremely lucky or that officer tried maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously, tried not to kill that man because if you wanted somebody dead and you put four bullets into their back they would have been dead there right. is no doubt about it there's no doubt about it right absolutely and let's not forget that police are human and let's think for a minute let's think for a minute they came to, to, to respond to this guy they tased him he wasn't responding that's some scary shit. If you taste, yeah, if you taste somebody twice and they don't respond, yeah, you one of the officers in a headlock. Yeah, and you, and then you're thinking like, holy fuck, like this guy's not even human, like holy cow. And then he's saying, I'm going to go to my car and get something to fuck, and you can't stop him. What are you going to do? You freak it the fuck out. It wasn't even his car. It wasn't even his car. Oh, really? That wasn't even his car. Yeah, <laughs> oh like it's insanity. Like I don't know. I don't know how anybody watches that and thinks. That man was not putting those children, those officers, those bystanders in danger. He was absolutely putting them in danger. And, my, and correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't this guy a convicted? He was convicted of rape at one point. I don't know that he was ever convicted. He, um, this same woman that made that 911 call yep. that day, was the same woman that um, filed a police report on him in May for rape. Yes. Right. Right. This and so by him by being there, he was breaking, I believe, the protection order, which is why she called 911. He had come in, refused to leave, took her keys. Right. Um, and at that point, she called 911. I mean, listen, this is not, you know, what's crazy is this. The media is fitting this narrative of like, you know, what's going on? Like all these black people are getting killed and this is. Well, hang on a second. Like you said, the latest one. How do you look at that video? And w- w- how do you not see what's going on there? Yeah. Let, let me tell you something. Even after everything, if I got pulled over today by the police, now what I probably have an anxiety attack they freak me out. But you know what? I would sit there and say, yes, sir, no, sir. Yes, ma'am, no, ma'am. That's it. 
Only that's it. No, nothing else. Not gonna challenge them. Hey, why are you pulling? No, just shut the fuck up. Just, just shut up. Do what they say and be on your way. That's it. That's all. These, these are all people that seem to have criminal past and they're fighting and there's. I, I don't fucking understand. Like, like I saw a post. This woman said, imagine being raped at 14 years of age, then seeing the NFL wear the name of your rapist on their helmets. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, one of these guys, the raped, everybody's supporting this guy, putting his name out there. Like, what? What about that girl that got raped by him? Does nobody yeah. care about her? Well, and, and that's where I'm getting a little confused because from what I've been able to read up on and from the war, from what I've been able to figure out the only person that's that's filed um, against him for rape was this woman and I don't think she like she is his child's mother I believe so I don't know that she was 14 and that's what I have not been able to confirm was was the um, victim a child was this a different scenario I don't know right like, have you been able to find any um, well, Sarah, they don't want you to find anything. Yeah. <laughs> that's why it's no, yeah, that's why I'm so confused. I'm like, I've been hearing both stories, and it's like I for sure can confirm that the gal that filed in May was the child's, like his baby mama, essentially. Yeah. yeah. No, they want you to. They... So that's why I'm like, are they throwing this narrative in there to confuse more people? Right. To make it more invalid, I don't know. At this point, I don't trust any of it. Like, I don't. I really like. It's hard to identify at this point. And there, and there's no news anymore. It's not news anymore. It's all narrative. You know, you right. pe you people have to understand. CNN calls itself news. We're news. We're reporting news. But you know what? When CNN look it up, you don't believe me. When CNN gets sued. And, and they have to go to court, all of a sudden, they're not a news channel anymore. They're an entertainment channel. We do entertainment. It's an entertainment channel. I mean, so when they're being sued, they're entertainment. Oh, it's just for fun. We're entertainment. But to, when they're publicly, oh, we're, we're, we're where you get your news. We're the news. No, they're not. Right. <laughs> it's, it's entertainment. All of it's entertainment. It's all narrative now. The only one I... Are you there? No, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. The, the only one that I see really doing, trying not to, but they still are kind of, is CBS. CBS is trying not to be as much narrative. And they're doing they're, they're doing what they can, but it's still, uh, you know, it, all of them at the end of the day. What's funny is, is now in, in, in this time in America, you name, like if someone says MSNBC, they'll go Democrat, Fox News, Republican. <laughs> it shouldn't be like that. They should be. We don't know because they just report news. We should exactly. You know, exactly. it's it's crazy. Like like what the hell is going on? Um, and I know this has been going on for years. And honestly, I never got political until I got into vaping, Sarah, because I really didn't care at that point. And and being in vaping, you have to be political because of everything that's going on. But uh. It's just nuts. So, okay, so defund the police. I got through that. In the beginning of the show, I talked about the vaping stuff. I'm doing another podcast next week about the whole thing with vaping and what's going on. And you can call in and call me an asshole. I don't give a shit. Argue with me, whatever you want. Because I've been in this industry 11 years, and I'm telling you I know what I'm talking about. I know what's going on. I see what's coming. I'll get into the whole discussions of PMTA. A, a company who asks, should I file a PMTA? Well, I'll tell you. I'll get into all that next week, I promise. But I got to the defund the police thing. I got to the crazy cop in Connecticut that, that went nuts because that was just awesome. Um, my God, there's so many things that have that, 
that, that, that are going on. I got to go to my Facebook. Let me tell you something else, too. If you, I know you guys have been listening to this podcast a long time. Go to the VP Live Talk Radio Facebook, and that's where I post a lot of stuff. I post a lot of stuff on there because, you know, I, and it's mostly stuff that I know I'm going to discuss on this podcast because I find it very, very interesting. Oh, I love how this week, too, Sarah. How great is this? The past, and I know you noticed this, the past week, the media has been doing this thing where they're showing riots and destruction, but the headlines say that they're peaceful protest. Like the other day, that, that a guy. Yeah, you see that shit? The guy standing. There's a, yeah, there's a guy from CNN standing there. It looks like a fucking bomb drop behind him. There's fire everywhere. There's people, you know, throwing shit. And he's talking about, oh, the, the protests are mostly peaceful. <laughs> why why are, does the media think that people are so oh, stupid guess, that they're going to believe that? Yeah. At this point, it, it is a joke. Like, the meme that you shared, I think, of Trump going through Wisconsin, the Wisconsin uh, protests. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, I don't know. My first reaction was all I could do was laugh. Like, to me, it's, <laughs> it's comical. It's it is comical. Com- the mostly peaceful protest, but like two people died. They there was fires. Like you look at all the destruction, and I don't know. It's comical to me at this point. I don't know if that makes me. Yeah, yeah, but but why does the media does the media think that people are that dumb that they're gonna they're gonna go for it? I mean, I don't understand, and I don't understand what's going on with Joe Biden either. I, I don't know if you're a Democrat or Republican, you don't have to say it doesn't matter. All I know is that I see Joe Biden constantly showing signs of dementia. The other day, he did a press conference in Pittsburgh, and if you look, there was literally five people there. He, he would not allow, but more, it seems like he is deathly afraid of getting sick, so he doesn't want to be around anybody. His dementia is setting in, so he's saying things that are crazy. The the other just the other day during his press conference, he said that the coronavirus has been around for a hundred years, and this is the worst year of the hundred years. I don't think he knows what he's talking about anymore. Like, I you know, I I understand there's people that hate Donald Trump, Sarah. Right? I get it. They hate Donald Trump. I get it. I don't get it, but whatever. Fine. They don't like him. Right. But how can they sit there and look at Joe Biden and go, "Yeah, he's the answer." I feel like someone needs to save him. Like. Like they really like, you know, they're propping him up in his basement. And then like now they're telling him he has to get out there. So like he's half going out there when he talks, he loses track of what he's talking about because his dementia's kicking in. Like, how is somebody saying, yeah, we have to have this guy for president? I understand if you may not want Donald Trump, but that sure is fucking the answer. You should say yeah. this Joe ain't the answer. We need to get the answer because he ain't it. Honestly, I thought it was gonna be that little uh, that little gay guy from uh, 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 the other state. You know the, the 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 little guy that was running before the. I can't think of his name. He was the gay guy, the little gay guy. He's already in politics. He was actually he was actually very well spoken, and I thought he was gonna be the nominee. I mean, he was a pretty strong fucking candidate. I um, honestly I don't know who you're referring yeah, to. Yeah, I, I I can't think of his. What is his name? Watch this. I'm going to Google it. I bet it brings it right up. I'm gonna... My theory on Biden, honestly, and like, it should really just be like, like shame on the DNC for this because yes. I think they know. I think they just gave this to Biden for like, for, for like self-preservation. I don't think they have any belief that he's going to make it into the White House. Well, what... And I think... Like, historically, the, 
it, I think it's only happened a handful, of, less than a handful of times that a presidency has has only gone to one term. So I think we all know that Trump is and will be reelected. I just think this I, idea that Biden has a chance is pretty much just just a story, just a narrative they're telling us to keep people busy. I don't think I I have zero faith in it, honestly. Uh, Pete Budovich. His name was Pete Budovich. Pete okay. Budovich, yes. I, I really thought it was going to happen. So that's interesting. Now, I agree with you. I think, because, you know, unfortunately, America now is believing that Democrats are for this looting and rioting and madness, and they all want it to stop, and Trump is not. I do think Trump will become president again. Um, but what's interesting is now, you being a female, I have to ask you first and foremost, because I see a lot of these housewives and females, just yeah. that, but they go nuts, all oh, this Trump... Uh, are you disgusted by Trump? Do you not like Trump? As as a woman, are you offended by Donald Trump at all? You know, I want to preface this with like, I'm, I don't know if this is like relative or not, but I am autistic, so my emotions, I'm a very objective thinker, and I've never been offended by Donald Trump. Okay. Um, Good. So, Good. I have to preface that with the fact that I do realize that I'm not super, I don't have a lot of emotion, not a lot of. Oh, you don't have, <laughs> now you're just. Natural. A, Does that make sense? Like yes. I, I don't know. I can, I can understand where some of the women, where some of the women come from, but I'm, I, I don't want it to come off like I don't have compassion for them. It's just that I really don't, I don't understand this idea of women being offended about every little thing that a man does. I don't know. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Right. And, and you don't have to justify it either. I mean, you know, that's fine. <laughs> You're almost justifying it. Like, well, it's because well, it's just, I don't want to come off. So, so many people have called me like in like not compassionate. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't mean to be not compassionate, but. I don't always understand what, why they're offended by anything. No, honestly, Sarah, it's called being normal because you're not offended by everything. Normal okay. people aren't offended by everything. I mean, okay. <laughs> so. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So that, but, and, and I do think, I, I don't know. All I know is this. If I, if for vape people, for the vape industry, whether you like Trump or hate him, if he doesn't become president, it's over. It's yeah. all over. Yeah. Joe There's Biden. Yeah, Joe Biden's going to wipe out this industry in a second. Doesn't give a fuck. Um, he's already on board with doing that. He doesn't care. Um, it's screwed. And it's tough because I know there's quite a few vape industry people out there that are Democrats and they don't really show that their support for Democrats or Joe Biden, for that matter, because because the industry so dominantly for Republican. But it's just because they want to save our industry. You know, listen, right. if Joe Biden came out tomorrow and said, hey, guess what? I'm for these vape people. In fact, I'm going to fight and make sure this business stays around forever. I'm voting for Joe Biden. I don't give a shit because I'm a single issue voter. I, I just want to stay in business. You know, if, whoever's going to keep me in business. Right now, Joe Biden's not saying that. Donald Trump is saying that. So I'm saying, yeah. okay, yep, Donald Trump, here I am. He's got my vote. Um, that's just the way it is. I mean, it's a shame that years ago, politics, and it's interesting how somehow Republicans became pro-vaping and Democrats became anti-vaping. Just like Democrats, for some reason, are pro-mask and Republicans are anti-mask. That drives me nuts. I see it all the time. Oh, you're not wearing a mask, you Trump supporter? Why are you a fucking Trump supporter if you don't want to wear a mask? 
Yeah, like why is it so polarized? <laughs> why is it only one or the other? It's crazy. So what if I wear a fucking mask? That means I'm a Trump supporter. I don't wear a mask. That's the most insane. I see it all over. It's crazy. If you want to open, if you uh, here's another big thing here, especially in Connecticut. If you want, if you want kids to go back to school, you're a Trump supporter. <laughs> what the? I want kids want to go back to school. It doesn't make you a Trump supporter. You want your kid to go back and try to be as normal as possible. Go be back his to friend. school. Yeah, and this whole, you know, Cuomo, Chris Cuomo, or not Chris Cuomo, uh, his dummy brother, fucking governor. They're so fucking stupid. He was actually proposing a few months ago that they should just eliminate school and everything should just be remote learning. And people are like, "What? The, going to school isn't just about learning." You're creating social skills. You're meeting people. The hope that takes away a huge part of the going to school process. You just don't have remote learning. You don't have them go to school. That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Um, but, I mean, here in Connecticut, yes, if you're a Republican, if you're four kids going to school and you're, and you're a Democrat, if you're not, it's so insane. It's so insane. I've never seen the country. I'm, I'm, I'm 47. I've never seen the fucking country so divided and so crazy as, as it is now. And and the scary thing, Sarah, is we we haven't even seen the economic impact of what's happening with these businesses. We're ne- next year at this time, we're gonna see it. Next year at this time, it's gonna be like a bomb dropped. Like it's already happening here in my town. Businesses are shut down left and right. Wait till next year. Oh my God, we're gonna see the economic devastation that this caused. And this Joe Biden's talking about. He said the other day, if I become president, I'm gonna I'll shut down the country again if I have to. What? <laughs> no. He's he says the stupidest things like like I don't know. I I I don't get it. I just think this whole country's doomed, but I guess we'll have I to know about that. Well, yeah, I, we gotta have a little more faith in our in our country than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> seems seems pretty uh pretty scary now. Oh, U Haul made uh the governor of New York de Blasio salesperson of the month. Bill de Blasio, you fucking piece of shit. I miss going to New York. New York has been ruined. New York City's been ruined. I want to go into the city so bad, but I'm 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 honestly I'm concerned. I'm concerned with what I'm hearing. You know, everybody knows Dino. Dino is what calls to mind for years. I had messaged Dino probably 3 weeks ago. And or I called him, I don't know, one or the other. And he was on his it was at night, he was on his boat. And I'm like, You're on your boat at night? He's like, Yeah. I'm like, What? Is it better than being in the city? What? And he didn't really say anything. I, I don't know if it's true, but I think he might be on his boat because it's so crazy in the city. <laughs> he wants to get away from the city. I mean, I don't know, but he, this guy's ruining New York City. He's absolutely ruining it. You cannot businesses shut down for that long, have New York City rents. And, and, and salaries and all that and expect them to stay in business. It just can't happen. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, no, I just watched how San Fran and New York City are, are both on the like verge of collapse essentially because because of the shutdown, but on top of it, the a lot of the tech companies are moving all their employees home for up to a year. So that's actually going to be detrimental for both cities. Right. Which will... I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch how that impacts because that's California and New York. So both of those states are going to be greatly impacted from this. Um, right. So it, it doesn't make sense to me why Biden would want to continue to shut down the economy. It doesn't make any sense. Because of Democratic ran states. Well, because he's feeding into the 
the dem- I notice like here the the, de- the Democrats they want to feel safe, and to them feeling safe is being in their home and hiding and wearing their masks. You know, I, I read this this post from this lady. I think I said on my last show. It's amazing. Um, she she sits at home all day. She's a Democrat and she watches like CNN all day. What she said she learned from CNN is number one that she has to sit in her house with her mask on all day because she's terrified of getting the coronavirus. And she's this is a lady in her seventies, so she's sitting with a mask on all day and it gets worse in her house because she's afraid. And she saw something on CNN that said that she needs to shut off her air conditioner because she could catch it if the air conditioner is on. It could go through the vents. Oh my god! So this poor woman's been sitting in her house with no air conditioning in the summertime. With a fucking mask on because she's terrified of getting coronavirus while watching CNN all day while it's freaking her out even more. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, holy shit. Like, oh, it is wild. I mean, someone needs to save that woman. I mean, oh, my God. So that's why Joe's doing it because Joe's feeding into these people that want to feel safe and take care of me. Exactly. And it's just it's, everything is fear, 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 fear. There's no facts behind any of it. Yeah. I mean, here and there, not all of it, but you know what I mean. Like, right. it's, the majority of it is fear-based, right? When you actually get to the nitty-gritty, you realize it's not nearly as bad as they're selling it to you. Right. And oh, and, and another great thing happened. Another wonderful thing happened, Sarah. This is so wonderful. For the past couple years now, you've had all these vapors going off, going off, going off. All these vapors. We got to get Joe Rogan to talk about vaping. We got to get Joe Rogan to talk about vaping. Oh, my God. If he talks about it, he'll save vaping. He saved Kratom. He'll save vaping. And all this time and saying, you're fucking out of your mind. It's not going to do goddamn shit. And Joe Rogan could give a fuck about vaping. I don't know what you people are thinking. And then you know what? Uh, it was, uh, I think, the se- sometime in August, sometime last month, Joe Rogan posted on his Twitter that horrific article about vaping linked to risk of COVID-19 and teens, blah, blah, blah. He posted a very, very terrible, bad article about vaping on his Twitter. Then all these people freaked out. Oh, come on, Joe. Oh, Joe, what are you, what are you doing, Joe? Because he doesn't give a shit. Let me tell you something. Joe Rogan posting that tweet was telling all you vape Joe Rogan fans, I don't give a fuck. Do you understand? Take your vaping shit. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not going to talk about it. I don't care about it. I don't care to hear about it. I don't want to learn about it. In fact, here's a tweet telling you how bad it is. Now get the fuck out of here. What don't you And people are still going off. Oh, no, no. We just need to. <laughs> what? He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Give it up. Joe Rogan doesn't give a fuck about vaping. He's not going to save anything. Jesus. I've never even listened to the guy, Sarah, in my life. I know he has a podcast. All I know Joe Rogan from was years and years and years ago when I used to listen to the Howard Stern show. He used to be a guest sometimes. That's the only thing I know of Joe Rogan. I don't know what he did after that. I don't care. I know he has a huge podcast. He has a lot of probably millions of listeners. I understand. But he doesn't care. These people are harassing him. He doesn't care. Have you ever listened to Joe Rogan? I've never listened to him in my life. Maybe you have. I've listened to a few of his podcasts. Podcast, but is it a good podcast? I mean, does he, does I, I like I like what he's got going on. Um, as far as my personal opinion of Joe Rogan, I am not totally sold on him, but I do like his brand. I like I do like the ex, expanding views that he offers people. So right for that, I appreciate him. But um, I hear what you say. What you're saying, I'm not totally. 
I don't think he's necessarily as great as everybody thinks he may be. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> oh, and everybody, just so you understand, because I haven't talked about this since my last podcast, Kanye West is running for ple- for president so he can help Donald Trump get votes. Do you understand? He has yeah, no he's yeah. been conservative, too. Yeah. Like, he's always been... All he's trying to do is help to get as many black votes as he possibly can. Because if he could take away those black votes from Biden, that's going to completely help Trump. I wouldn't be surprised if Trump and Kanye West didn't meet at some point months ago and this was all planned. I wouldn't be surprised in one least bit. But I so, yes, okay. but these people are really serious. Oh, he's going to run president. You dummies. He's not going to become president. He doesn't want to become president. He's just simply helping Trump get back into the office. That's all he's doing. Because at the end of the day, I will say this about the guy. Uh, it's very uncool in Hollywood and in the entertainment industry to be pro-Trump. That's just not the cool thing, man. You got to be for Biden and for the Democrats. And, you know, that's what all the cool celebrities do. And he's totally, he's totally against that. And more than likely, because he does make tons of money, has billions of dollars, and knows that Republicans are going to be a lot more friendly on his wallet than the Democrats are. <laughs> he's absolutely right. He's absolutely correct. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. The guy's worked hard to make all this money. He wants to protect it. Good for him. But no, he's not going to become president, and he certainly has no interest in becoming president. He's just simply helping Trump become president. That's all he's doing. So wake up. Um, yeah, but paying attention. See yeah. That. Oh, and, and yesterday. Okay, let me ask you this. So yesterday, Sarah, as we saw, um, our, our friend, uh, Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, uh, now, I just want to give all the facts that I know of because the media is not reporting it properly. The media is lying. They're not reporting it properly. Number one, the owner of the salon did not cut her hair. Nancy Pelosi reached out to a woman who had a booth at this salon that cuts her hair. Not the owner. Okay? The media is saying the owner. That's a lie. It was the woman that has a booth. She talked to the woman on Sunday and said, I need to get my hair cut, blah, blah, blah. The woman contacted the owner of the salon, and the owner of the salon wasn't happy about it. She really didn't want to do it, and she thought it was pretty fucked up that Nancy's asking her salon to cut her hair when she's not supposed to be doing it for anybody because there's currently an executive order saying they can't have anybody in their shops. Right. But more than likely, but now, now this is projection on my part, but more than likely, the woman doesn't want to hurt this woman from making an income. You know, she doesn't want to prevent her from making money. She was probably like, okay, fine. You know, she doesn't want to prevent the woman. She probably makes really good money cutting Nancy Pelosi's hair. She doesn't want to fuck that up. So she let her do it. Okay? She wasn't, so so now Nancy's there, no mask on. She's getting her hair cut. Nobody else can go in and get their hair cut, but just she can, obviously. Um, the whole thing's just nuts. So now the media's reporting that the owner let her in. And the, no, no, the owner had nothing to do with it. So that that's what happened. That's the story. She went in, she got a haircut, and everybody's in an uproar because... In San Francisco, nobody can get a haircut. Nobody's allowed to go in the salons right now and get a haircut. But, hey, she can do it. So I'm sure you've seen this, Sarah. Um, And obviously the media is not putting a whole lot of premise on it because it's a Democrat thing and they don't want to do anything to hurt the Democrats. But is it not not fucked up? I mean, it's such a double standard, right? I mean, nobody can go in but her. And I can't believe she did that. Like, like, wasn't she thinking, like, what if this gets out that I'm doing this? And for her to pretend like, oh, I didn't know. They, she said the owner, to, the owner told her that the law is they can have one person in the salon. That's a lie. 
The owner never said that. The owner never, the owner never even talked to her. Yeah. I'd have to do more research on it, but from the sounds of it, it just sounds like she's being entitled. Yes. She's being, in, yes. She's being entitled. That is it. That is the word I'm trying to think of. She's being very, very entitled. Oh, my car. My car blew up. My car blew up. I'm not a guy that works on cars, Sarah. I can do like, I can do brakes. I can do, you know, simple shit, brake pads, change oil. But I'm not a guy that works on a car. My my injector went. Something went in my car that I'd have to take apart half my car to fix it. And I did it. I fucking did it. I took it apart. I didn't do it right the first time. It took me three times, but I did it. <laughs> I fucking took half, I took half my engine apart. I replaced something and put it all back together, and it works. I can still drive it. That's amazing to me. I've never, ever did that extensive car work before. Just so people understand car people, I had to take off my manifold. I had to take off all these hoses and all this shit to get to my injectors, which were way, they weren't easy to get to. They were way under. It was this whole thing, and I did it. I don't fucking believe it. I actually fixed a car. It's amazing to me. Right. Um, so you don't live in New York City, do you, Sarah? For some reason, I think I'm thinking you live in New York City. Say this one more time. You just cut out for a second. Oh, can you hear me? You do you don't you don't live in New York, do you? Oh yeah. Well, I live in New York. I don't live in the city. Oh, you don't live in the city. Okay, I thought you lived in the city for some reason. No, no, no. That would be. I would not live in New York City, especially not right now. Well, not right now. But that's interesting. Before everything happened, before all this COVID and all this shit, you wouldn't live in New York City? No, I was not. I live in New York State, though. No, but like you never like would want to. I mean, you're saying you would never want to live in the city. Why would oh, you? Oh no, 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 no. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think New York City is. It's not my favorite place. That's for sure. Really, I love New York. City. You don't love the food. I love to visit. I love to visit, but it's not somewhere I would want to live. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I get that. Now I certainly want, wouldn't want to live there at all. But we go to yeah. New York City quite – I mean, we used to go to New York City a lot. We love New York City. I mean, it's such – the rest, everything, the shot – it's just – I don't know. I've been going since – I've lived in Connecticut all my life. So I've always been brought to New York City since I was a kid. I go there now myself as an adult. I bring my family there. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a whole thing. It's just wonderful. Yes. But, there, uh, I have great memories from it, but I, you know, I, I'd rather keep it a vacation spot. Than- right. My yes. home. It's a very good vacation stop at that, too. <laughs> that is true. So in New York, you're suffering a lot of the, you suffer a lot of the same kind of democratic oh, ways yeah. of things. Yeah, right? So, I mean, and, I'm, and I'm from, you know, I'm from North Carolina. Yep. And I spent six years out in Washington State, which is actually a predominantly conservative state. Um pretty libertarian right but because of seattle um and other parts of western washington it it is technically a democratic ran state but there are drastic differences between new york state um washington state and north carolina i would say that new york by far has some of the I don't know. It's not a well-ran state by any means. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what? It gets. You want to know where it gets worse? Massachusetts. Massachusetts is worse. Oh my! I mean, they're they're just. You know what's funny is is New York, New Jersey, and Massachusetts. All three of those governors are pretty much on the same page with all their wacky, far, far left, draconian, take your rights away stuff. 
We have a Democratic governor here, too, Governor Lamont. And don't get me wrong, he's a he's a, a Democrat, but he's not like them. He's not far left. He's he's almost like a little bit left, but he has some Republican tendencies. And I think it's the case because he's a businessman. You know, he owns a multi-million dollar business. And I think even though he's a Democrat, I think because he's such a hardcore businessman, he do, he does understand some of the Republican ways and he gets it. Um, yeah. So he's important to be able to understand both ways. Yeah. So yeah. so usually when when they do something like they'll try to do this tri-state thing where they all come together or and whatever. They, and and Lamont usually backs out of it because he just doesn't want to go that far. Now, he did agree with them this month on this thing where uh, they're not going to listen to the CDC because the CDC said about changing the deaths and all that and, and about the mass. We're not going to all of a sudden the governors don't want to listen to the CDC. They don't want to listen to the CDC <laughs> because they're, they're going to have to they're going to have to take some credit for the deaths that did happen because of the laws that they enforced because of COVID. Right. That's why they don't want to acknowledge the change in deaths because it's making them, I believe, liable for some of the deaths. And let's not forget, let's not forget the deaths of people who died, but not from COVID. I'll give you a perfect example. There was a Facebook post I saw the other day. This woman, horrible, this woman came home. Her husband left a note, a suicide note, and took their boat. And she's like, oh, my God, please, someone help find my husband. Well, unfortunately, the guy killed himself. They found the boat. It was up on a still running somewhere, ran up on a piece of land. And the guy killed himself. He died. Um, and it was just simply from all the pressure building up from. Co- I mean, after this covid thing, it ruined his business. It just ruined his life. And he just had enough. You know, many people have committed suicide because of what's gone on. We're not including them. What about them? You know, what about people who lost their, they've had their businesses for 20, 30 years and they lost it. It's happening. It's happening up here. People are losing their 30, 40 year businesses and these people are devastated. And some of them are actually committing. They feel like my life's over. They're committing suicide. That's a fucking horrific tragedy. What about them? Nobody, the media doesn't talk about them. Nobody's. You know, one of the scariest things, Sarah, is the senior citizens, because the senior citizens, these poor people. They're, they don't know any better. They watch this TV. They watch this news. And they're scaring the fucking life out of them to the point where they're having strokes and heart attacks. Yep. What about them? Yep. <laughs> I mean, nobody's talking about the tragedy that's been brought on by COVID. We're just talking about COVID and killing. And all it is is COVID, killing people, making people sick. Donald Trump's fault. That's all I'm hearing. Yeah. I mean, what about everything else that's going on with it? Funny to me that they're blaming Donald Trump, but like the media has been the one lying and portraying this very specific narrative that's led us to where we are today. And he's been trying to tell us from day one to not listen to them. Like it doesn't make sense to me how anybody still has is still following the media as if they're telling us any any truth at all. Well, I can I can tell you that the one. If there, I don't think there's any. Po- this is the positive. The one positive thing of this COVID nineteen pandemic, there is one positive. Nothing else. This is the only positive. It has shown America, lots of America. We're talking hundreds of millions. But it has shown America that the media is narrative. It's not about fucking reporting news. It's propaganda. Yes, they're starting to see. So many people have seen that now. That yep. is the saving grace of this COVID-19. It's made, it has exposed the media 
for the bullshit they put out there and people are starting to see it now. Unless you were a victim of it, you really didn't know. But because of this COVID-19 thing now, everybody's a victim of this media and we all see it now. We all see it for what it is. That's the wonderful thing that's happened is that they see what a piece of crap and what a joke the media has become. Yeah. And, and uh, maybe, maybe it'll encourage some of them to actually start reporting actual news and get away from narrative and go back to what it was in the 70s and the 60s. This shit all died in the 80s. In the 80s, it all started going downhill and just got worse from there. And now Sienna is Jerry Springer. It's no different. No, no different. I don't even know if Jerry, is Jerry Springer even still around? I don't even know if fucking Jerry Springer even, you know. I, I don't know about that. But. You know, years ago, um, I went to a, me and uh, Jamie, we went to a uh, Jerry Springer show, uh, a taping, because they tape it here in Connecticut. And, oh, really? Yeah. And, and it was interesting. I mean, they, they sit you in a room with the audience, and then they come in, and they tell you what's going to happen, and blah, 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 and, you know. They just march you in and, and then you sit down. It, it was it was interesting seeing it in person because you got to see what happened, everything that happened. And it was interesting. Like, I could tell which ones were fake and which ones were real. Like, some of them were real. Like, these people, there weren't even cameras on. There were some people going off. I mean, some of them were definitely real. Um, but some of them you could tell, like, when the cameras went off, it was like, you know, it was interesting. It was interesting to see it. Yeah. An on and off switch. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it, it seemed like out of the eight guests, maybe four, like three were maybe actors or four, but the others weren't. Um, but it it, it was interesting to see. You know, it was it was an experience. Always want to experience things, but um, yeah, they filmed that there in Stanford. They filmed actually quite a few shows. And the other thing too, I notice here is is they you know how they're saying that so people understand. Because the media, you never know, they lie. They, no, actually, nobody's really reporting on it, but New York is a disaster. New York City is a disaster, and they're saying people are fleeing New York City. Oh, they are fleeing it. That and is, it was rated like one of the top 10 worst states to live in, I think, this year. Well, it is. I can tell you it's true, because I live here in Connecticut. I have never seen more New York State plates in my life than I have now. I cannot drive down the street and not see a New York plate. Everywhere, yeah. our, our house value has shot up ten thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean, they're 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 having hard time. They're coming up in Connecticut and they're buying property here. They're buying houses, and I'll tell you why. It's perfect for them because they don't want to be in the city anymore. Where I am, for example, I literally live ten minutes away from Hartford, and the highway I eighty four is right down the street from me. So it's perfect. You can jump on 84 or you can jump into the city and take a train from Hartford into New York City. You you know, so it's very easy for them to commute from the city. So they're all coming up to Connecticut. And I don't know what I think about that. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 getting pretty crazy. I mean, and it's very noticeable, too. I mean, like stores are a lot more busy. Uh, it's, it's just they, they are fleeing. I know you're not sure. I can guarantee you they're fleeing. I see evidence of it. All around Connecticut. I don't know about New York State, but they're certainly fleeing New York City. I think they're. I think New York City is, but I think there's plenty of people still leaving New York State in general. I mean, how are we going to come? How are we going to economically come back from this? I think that's. I'm not scared, Sarah, of getting COVID. I'm not scared of dying. I'm not scared. I, I'm not scared of these looters. I'm not scared of any of that. What I'm scared of is. What's going to happen? Like, how are we going to bring our economy back? We're so fucked. 
Like nobody's even discussing that. Like, like next year we're fucked. <laughs> like what? Are, like all your favorite restaurants are going to be gone. Your 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 favorite shopping. Your that's a, a lot of it's going to be gone. Look at all the big companies that are, every day. A new com. The other day, Lord and Taylor. You know how long Lord and Taylor's been in business? They're gone. It's like holy fuck. Like big J.C. Penney's gone. These big businesses are going, and it's going to get worse. And if they can't make it, what makes you think a small business can make it? Oof. That scares yeah. me. There's definitely going to be a greater divide. I think shopping and dining is going to become more of a upper-class outing. I don't think it's going to be. I think the rest of us are going to be on shop, online shopping and I don't know. It's going to be interesting to watch for sure. It's interesting and scary. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's very scary, but I don't know. It is. It is what it is. I guess we'll just have to. We'll just have to wait and see. I think there's going to be a lot of positive changes. I think with this, we're just going to see the re, like the fall of a lot of infrastructure as well as the rebuilding of other infrastructures. And so I think a lot of good could come out of this. Right. You know, I I have to ask you, because I'm very curious. I forgot to ask you in the beginning, because you're starting to like post and 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 like blog. You're starting to post a lot of stuff now. It's very interesting. <laughs> My question for you is number one: Are you married? Do you have a boyfriend? Are you single? Um, I am. I do have a partner. Yes. Okay, um, so you do have a partner. So it's because 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 yeah. I was going to say I, I, do, I am a mother though. Yes. Right. But but I saw I because a lot of the stuff that you're posting, I'm thinking, my God, like if she's single, like is she still like are are you still getting dates? I mean, <laughs> you put a lot out there, you know what I mean? Like, but if you have somebody, then that's that's good. Then that means, you know, you don't have to worry about that. And because I saw that, I'm like thinking like I'm thinking, wow, like if I was single and, and I see she's single, like like she's cute and all, but she's putting a lot out there like like, whoa, like, <laughs> you know, is, does she have a hard time dating because she's putting a lot out there or, or, you know, does that concern you at all? Like, you know, it was just I, it doesn't really concern me. I've never been one to really like. Like people have always just liked me for being me, but I and like I've never really thought that that was like weird. You know what I mean? Like I was always I was always just very like. Um, outspoken, I guess. Right. And I didn't. Right. I didn't realize I was outspoken till till I was much older, right? Like at that point, I realized um, that the reasons a lot of people liked me for who I was was because I was outspoken. It never occurred to me that that was. You know what I mean? I was just being me. Well, I like you because you 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 started out really kind of quiet, and you like just really put yourself out there. With you know, you, you you run your Facebook very interesting. You use all the aspects of Facebook, and you use the little things where you can do videos and everything. And uh, you know, I can see how you're just really putting yourself out there, and that's great. I think that's awesome. I think uh, a lot of women need to you know really not be afraid to express themselves and say what they are. You've talked about your autism. You're not afraid to talk about that. Um, you know, I think that's great. I, I think that that's awesome that you can do that. And I think it's also great now that I know that from what I'm getting from what you're saying, you really give a fuck if a prospective partner likes it or not, because that's who you are. And that's yeah. good. Good for you. Thank you. That's Thanks. awesome. So um, for everybody understanding, because i got to wrap this up. I, I, I have so many things to do. I'm sorry, people. I wanted to do a quick podcast because I've been getting messages after messages. Please, Kevin, do a podcast. I had to do one. Like I said, the next podcast is going to be straight vape. PMTA. Yeah. 
small business, what's going on, how how the industry is shitting on each other and lying to each other and this whole fucking mess, this outrageous mess, what we can do to fix it. Yes, we can still work on it. And I kind of got into it at the beginning of the podcast. If you want to get my, my vaping stuff and what I talked about, go to the beginning of the podcast and you'll hear it all when I put the recording up. I'll put the recording up um, probably tonight. I'll put it up. I'll definitely get it up by tonight. Because people are dying. They just, they're dying to hear me, sir. I don't know why they want to hear me. All I do is bitch and complain and, 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 and go nuts, but they want to hear it. <laughs> so I keep, so I keep doing it. Um, but you know, it, it does, it feels better. And, and also I want Sarah now, do you, you have a blog, right? I mean, what is it exactly you do? I think you have a blog, right? Also, kind of. I'm kind of in the midst of rebranding. I'm a digital marketer by that's my profession, so I manage accounts for clients and what have you. Uh, and it occurred to me this year, I was like, you know, I kind of know the ins and outs of the internet, and part of being a digital marketer is being able to take other people's dreams or what have you and bring it to life through marketing and and whatnot online. Mm -hmm. And online makes virtually any of that possible, right? Right. So I'm out here busy helping other people pursue certain dreams, certain projects, helping their businesses, what have you. And I was like, that's what I want my brand to be. I want to be I want to be a reflection of what digital marketing can bring to your life, to others, and and in that way I want to educate. Right. And so this year I've taken it upon myself to get much more involved personally on the internet and to start really building up my confidence and immersing myself into the online community so that I can really start to bring these projects to fruition and start helping others uh, pursue the same um, path because in a lot of ways it, it it helps people. It breaks a lot of people get online and figure out how new avenues of how to make money, and they no longer need their, you know, they're no longer stuck doing their nine to five job that they hate, right? Right. So, yeah. I felt like this was the perfect time to make that transition. This this year is going. We're going to see a lot of collapse and a lot of rebuilding, and I think a lot of that rebuilding is going to be done online. Right. So. Yeah, so you're correct. I do use all my platforms, and I try to make it more engaging and interactive um, and more dynamic um, in an effort to kind of encourage people to do the same. And so you do digital marketing. So I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm already going to ask you this question because I know, I know I'm going to get the email. This is the email I'm going to get. Oh, dude, I got a vape company. Will she digital market my company? That's going to come up. So... If these people want to digital use you for digital marketing, uh, what is it? Your own company? Do you work for somebody for specific? How no, would I they... work for myself. I, I work. So they would just contact you then? Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. I'm, I'm trying to make it more transparent. So I'm not doing so much of promoting my services as I am just promoting my personal brand um, as... You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it is, they do personally contact me. They're not going to contact a business. Okay. Excellent. Because I, I know that's going to come up. You know, it's very difficult for vape companies to do digital marketing because of our restrictions. You know our restrictions. Um, and because of that, a lot of companies don't do it. 
What I can tell you is that if you have a Facebook, Instagram, not as much Twitter. If you have a Facebook or Instagram and you post on it a lot, it does make a difference and it will bring you business. I know that is a fact from doing it myself with my business. But, uh, yes, it does make a difference. Um, I understand that we can't use Google ads and we can't use Facebook ads and all this stuff, but we can use it. Let me tell you something. The biggest influence, the, the, the best way for a big company to, inf to get their name out there is use influencers. Influencers work. You know, I know it's, I know it's a new thing for companies advertising. Influencers absolutely work. My company got to where it was as quick as it did because of influencers. It's that mm -hmm. simple. And they don't have rules. They don't care. You just pay them. You know, and, and the biggest thing that people overlook with that is you actually want micro-influencers. Right. A lot of people are like, oh, well, we don't have the money to hire an uh, influencer. It's like, no, you don't need those macro-influencers. You want a micro-influencer. That's you want a correct. team of a dozen micro-influencers just pushing your name, pushing your product. That is correct. You are absolutely right. Most of them, you won't even have to pay them. You can just send them the product for free. And they're, and they're happy with that. You're right. And it does work. I have, I, I don't want to mention the names. I don't want to offend her, but I kind of have a micro influencer that, that did things for a tea time many years ago, like a few years ago. And I still get her discount code used from time to time. And yeah. so it, you are right. Absolutely. All these little influencers, they do work. It, 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 do, it does make a difference. Um, okay. So they would contact you. That's great. You have your own digital marketing uh, company. Good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. See, Thank you. see, they say that you can't make. Look at you. You're doing it. Good. Yes. And, and you now. You, and you're a mother too, right? I know you have a daughter. I see that you have a daughter. She's a very cute daughter. She reminds Thank me you. of my daughter. My daughter. <laughs> my daughter is going to be five um, next week, or September 9th, oh. She's going to be five. And uh, she's very, very excited for school. Are you sending your daughter to school? Are you nervous about sending your daughter to school? I'm not nervous about sending her to school, um, but uh, I also, I you know, I think one of the biggest issues people are facing, the biggest issues I'm seeing is the public schools. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be a little more concerned if she was going um, to a public school. Right now, we're fortunate she's young enough, she's still in pre-K, um, and, and we did send her to just a private school so it's not I don't think we're facing as many restrictions or concerns with that avenue yeah um, if she was going to a public school I would have to say I, I would probably be a little more concerned not necessarily for her catching COVID as much as it, I would be for her just having to be in that situation yeah interesting yes now see my daughter's starting kindergarten so this will be her first year of real school. Yeah, that's going to be, I mean, that's her first experience. Yes. I feel like it's going to be traumatic. Yeah, and, and it's a shame. But you know what? I have, I have to give them credit. They, they have been sending emails every day. They've been preparing. The way they have her riding the bus and the way she's set up in the classroom is as much as they can getting them close, but yet keeping them separated. Right. Um, they're going to be outside a lot so that... You know, they're not having to wear masks. They're not going to make him wear a mask outside, all that bullshit. Um, they're going to make him wear a mask all day. I mean, if you know, they'll have to at certain points, but then they won't. I, I, I think they're doing a very good job at making us feel like, okay, we're okay. And, and she really wants to go. I mean, she doesn't care about it. She just wants to go to school. 
Um, she loves. She loved preschool, and she loves school, and um, she's been dying to go back. So I'm the same as you. I'm not afraid of her getting COVID or anything. I'm, no. you know, I'm just afraid of, of the experience. But they really are doing the best they can to make it. Is no, I think that's part of what the issue too is, and the hesitancy is, is there. It's almost like they're normalizing it. Like have, sending our kids to right. school like this has now given them permission to normalize this, and there's no taking it back. Right. And you're so, right. and that's I'm glad you said that. The thing I can't stand the fucking most is that fucking Gail King on that stupid fucking show always going the new normal, the new normal. No, 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 no new normal. People don't and want to be a marketer. It's like it's so clear to me when I'm watching somebody either selling selling a narrative or they're telling the truth and it's when they repeat things like that over and over you can just tell they're subconsciously trying to like get you to believe like this is the new normal this yep. is the new normal that's right every day the fucking governor here is constantly every out in social media every fucking day wear a mask don't forget what there's a big thing here can i get don't forget your mask don't be whack wear a mask it's like get the fuck out of here stop telling me wear a mask <laughs> I mean, oh shit well since when is the government supposed to be concerned about my health and tell me how to maintain my health they're not that's my right. job if, if they were truly concerned about our lives, they they would have to be taking into consideration everything else that has been lost and, and the increase in suicides and the increase in domestic abuse and the increase in substance abuse, and they're not taking those into consideration, and it's drastically greater than anything COVID has caused. Yes. So it's hard for me to believe at this point how anybody believes that this is our Gain. It's for our benefit. Correct. You are correct, Sarah. You're a very bright girl, Sarah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> you're very well versed. You understand what's going on in this world. Well, you know, and you're younger too. A lot of, a lot of, and it's probably tough for you because a lot of the people around your age probably feel differently. They're probably very Democrat, pro Biden, and you know, they're they don't have that same kind of thought process. Um, no, it's, it's definitely hard to watch some of your like closest friends and family and you're just you know it, it just reminds you like the only the only solution to this is to have love and compassion because otherwise we're all going to hate each other by the end of the day yeah well i think we're almost there all hating each other i don't know i don't i don't know if we can turn it around but <laughs> exactly, exactly how do we reverse this I don't uh, know. you know it's crazy but I do want to thank you tremendously for coming on, Sarah. I really, really appreciate it. It was fun having you on. I like having girls on every once in a while because I love getting their perspective. And I like watching your Facebook. You got a good little Facebook. Can, can anybody follow your Facebook or is it just like a, it's not a private one, right? Like anybody can follow you? Uh, my profile itself, I keep pretty public. Um, and then I do have a page. It's just under um, my handle, which is Sarah Marie, I believe. Yeah, Sarah Marie. Yeah, just go to Facebook and type in Sarah Marie. She's right there. Yeah. She comes right up. And then, I, you know, I am in the midst of rebranding, so I have a lot of um, – I'm still working on developing everything, but i got to be able to manage that and my clients. So right. it's a slow process. It's a slow process. You have all the stuff to do. You got to raise a kid. You've got a partner. You got work. You got, you got all kinds of shit going on, but it's good. It keeps you busy, and it's good oh. that you stay busy. And uh, not sitting around going crazy, uh, you know, 
You're still working, which is great. I mean, you know, a lot of people didn't get through this. You know, I, 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 I had a rough time with this COVID, definitely financially with my business and all and everything that went on. But I, I'm still here. You right. know, a lot of people aren't. I mean, I'm, I'm glad I'm still here. And at least I saw my business. And I can still make some money. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't in that position. So, you know, that, and, but hey, that's the benefit of having your own business, right, Sarah? We can't fire ourselves. <laughs> and the best thing about knowing how to run your own business and work for yourself is once you figure out how to make money, that's like a skill that nobody can take away from you. You yep. know what I mean? And that's why, you know, you lose a business. You, you knew how to make money one time. You knew you know how to make money again, and and you will be able to do that again. So right, um, and hopefully a lot of the people that didn't make it through this time are going to be able to rise above it. So right, well, it's certainly going to be interesting. And I want to thank you for coming on, Sarah. I have to be honest with you. I may at some point in the future ask you to come on again. Um, awesome. And that would be great because I, I I think it was fun. You, you're a good guest. And you know what makes you a good guest is you listen. And then you respond. And that's wonderful. Like sometimes I have guests down that will start talking or talk over me or that, you know, God knows what's going on. I'm like, oh my God, it's a nightmare guest. You were a perfect, a perfect guest. <laughs> so it worked out very nice. It worked out very nice. But thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll have you on again soon. And I will talk to you soon. And thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kevin. All right. Bye. Bye. Awesome. I like Sarah. See, and I thought you guys would like her too. That's why I had her on. So like I said, one more time, I'm going to say it one more time. Next week, I'll take calls. We'll get deep into this PMTA stuff and vaping and what these, it just, it, it, it makes me crazy. Like I said before in the beginning, small businesses do what I said. The small vapor companies, I'm not talking about the ones making a few million dollars a year or 50, I'm talking about the small ones making under a hundred grand a year, under two hundred grand. If you're making under two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and you're a small liquid business, I'll say it one more time: advocacy doesn't give a fuck because you're not paying them. They're only going to support and help the businesses that are paying them, which are the bigger liquid companies, not you. So don't count on advocacy; that's not going to happen. The bigger liquid companies don't give a fuck about you. They want you out of business because even though the e-liquid companies are screaming, oh, we're about getting people off cigarettes and community and vape community and helping and saving everybody, that's all bullshit. That's all fucking bullshit. They're all about, they want all you little companies gone so they can get up as much of the business as they can. So much that they're encouraging the FDA to put out a list of companies who filed PMTAs just so that they can go and say, see, they're not on the list. Only buy from us because they're not on the list. They are ready. The bigger e-liquid companies are ready to sell out all the other ones and say, get the fuck out of here. Less competition, the better. Buy motherfuckers. That's not community. That's not about getting people off cigarettes because you know what? There is a company out there that I'll use mine, for example. I have tea time, okay? I, I, I have customers. 99.9% of our business is direct to consumer, online, from our website. We provide to thousands of people who have been using our products for years. And you know what? They've emailed me. They've told me the fact of the matter is, is if tea time is gone, they've assured me, a lot of them, they'll go back to smoking. Now, I know the bigger liquid comes here going, oh, no, just come buy our juice. We're going to have PMTAs put in. Come buy our juice. They don't want your fucking juice. They want tea time because that's what keeps them off cigarettes. And if they don't have it, you know what they're going to do? They've told me they're going to go right back to smoking cigarettes. 
There's other companies, just like mine, same thing. People have been using their juices for years. Look at Roar Vapor. Roar Vapor just announced the other day he's going into business. This guy's been in business for 10 fucking years. He's had customers that for years have been using his e-liquid to stay off cigarettes. And you know what? They don't want to use some other company's fucking shitty liquid. They want Roar Vapors. And if they can't have it, they're going to go back to smoking. So get this theory out of your fucking head that, oh, it's going to be great, dude. We're going to take all the little company's business and we'll make a killing. No, fuck off. What happened to getting people off cigarettes? You know what? What happened to no, knowing that these people are going to go back to cigarettes, they're not going to buy your fucking product. You should be helping and saying, you know what? We should all stick together and all be in this together. We should have all, every single one of us, big e-liquid companies, small e-liquid companies, we should have all came together and said, Go fuck yourself. We're not filing anything. We're not doing anything. We're going to stay in business. We're not doing anything wrong. Supply us with the, the affordable. So back in March, uh, uh, Secretary Azar promised that there was going to be a streamlined, affordable process for all of us small businesses. There is none. There is no streamlined, available process for small businesses to file a PMTA. He also said back in March that they would not, they would not shut anybody down if they didn't file a PMTA. Secretary Azar said that. He said he wouldn't. So we should all say, fuck you. We're not, but it's too late for that. It's too late because all these bigger e-liquid companies are filing these PMTAs that they know aren't going to pass, but at least we'll keep it on the market for the next year or two, which I don't even believe that. But they think it's going to, and they're fully prepared to file their PMTAs and tell the rest of the industry to go fuck themselves and hope they get all their business. That's community. <sighs> you know, 11 years ago I started this. I never thought, you, know, you know, I knew through the years it was going to get bad. I never thought it would get to this. The industry is just eating its own. It's fucking unbelievable. But anyway... Like I said, small businesses, do a video. Get it up on YouTube. Get it on social media. Hi, this is my wife. This is my children. This is our business. This is what we do. Show people what you're doing. They have to see it and hear it. Show them what you're doing. I sell my e-liquid. That's all I do. We have a couple thousand customers. We provide to them. We make enough money to pay our mortgage and pay our bills and live a normal life. And the government wants to take this away from us. We don't understand why. People need to see it. Posting about it on Facebook, Twitter, none of that. They have to see it. Let's show them. Show them what the government's shutting down. So they understand. They're going to be like, well, that's not big tobacco. That's not some big tobacco company hooking kids on e-cigarettes. That's like a little family selling some nicotine juice to people who want to stay off cigarettes. They, people need to see it. That's what needs to be done. That... And don't go out of business. No. Did you file a PMTA? No. Donald Trump said I don't. You can't shut me down because it was an executive order, number one. So goodbye. You're not shutting down shit. And number two, I'll, I'll supply you a PMTA when you supply me with the promised, streamlined, affordable process I'm supposed to have. That's it. That's it. And keep on going. Don't go out of business. All these bigger e-liquid companies want to see you go out of business so they can take your customers. Fuck them. Keep on going. Do it for your customers so they don't go back to smoking. Do it for yourselves. You can continue to earn a living and support your family. And, and don't worry. The government's not going to come to you and say on day one, oh, you're stolen business? Well, we're going to fine you and shut down. No, it doesn't work that way. 
Stay in business. Supply to those customers. Fuck these bigger guys who want you to go away so they can take your customers. Go fuck themselves. Support the small e-liquid companies. These e-liquid companies that are boasting about we have a PMT, should only buy from us? Tell them go fuck you. Say fuck off. <laughs> all right, I have to wrap this up. Next week, we'll get into all this, I promise. Whole vape podcast, we'll get into all this crazy shit. But right now, I'm done. I got to go. That's it. I'm ending the show. Thank you. You'll hear from me next week. I'm out.